Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 65 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM. And with me, as always, we've got my co-founder, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are we doing this evening? Doing well. Uh, if you hear an echo, it's actually because I am probably about 100 feet away from TJ right down the hallway. Uh, we are in here and down here and up here in Indy for the Over week. Here? Up, I don't know. Up for yeah. you. Over for me. I've been on a couple of flights. It's weird to be traveling again, but it's nice. But uh, oof, we've got an exciting show tonight and uh, a WNBA expert, a numbers guy that lives in the computers. I feel uh, I, I am honored just to have these two on the show. Oh, yeah. We got two fantastic guests this evening. First things first, we've got the man, as you just alluded to, Justin. Well, I think one of the few guys that can can talk numbers on par with the Herzig bot. We've got Mr. Mike Leone. Mike, what's going on? Not too much, you know, getting ready for DFS for NFL this season. So excited to see that, you know, kind of intertwined with the stuff you guys got going on. Buying yeah. lava goons. <laughs> Buying <laughs> lava goons as well. Just aping into lava goons. Oh, yeah, we were, Justin was telling me about the goons earlier today and I, I phoned it into something. Anyways, <laughs> we've also got... You know, a, a true legend on our hands. Yeah, I won't fanboy too much, but this is a, a guy whose podcast I've listened to many, many times. And not going to lie, pretty surreal to have you on as a guest here. But uh, as Justin said, we've got a guy who is a WNBA expert, which is perfect given that we've got WNBA top shot now. I know you've had some hot takes in the past about NFT, so I cannot wait to hear where you are at currently. We've got the legend himself, Adam Levitan. Adam, well, what's going on? I, I mean, I listen... <laughs> We sold our punk $1 million, not exaggerating, $1 million too early. I don't want to hear any fucking talk about PFPs, you know, goons. I don't want to hear any more talk about all this crap anymore. I can't take it anymore. I am interested, more interested, much more interested in stuff that actually I can play with, right? Like I can actually, and I think, I don't know if you guys have revealed the whole plan yet, but I hope we get to talk about it tonight because these freaking avatar projects i mean leone changing his profile on twitter to a goon that may be a fireable offense i'm not exaggerating i'm gonna i'm actually gonna talk to hr but it may be a fireable offense to to uh change your avatar to a goon and i actually have four goons but i still think that changing your 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 profile picture on twitter to it is fireable offense god i love it levitan's been preaching this for years before any of these profile pictures were even a thing that hey you know, reputation, it's all about the brand. It's all about brand recognition. That's the excuse for why he's using the same picture that he has hair in. Don't worry. I need to join that club too. But uh, nah, and now no one's using it. People are flipping back and forth. I saw someone the other day was like, I'm talking to my tax lawyer and I got to figure out how long do I need to use one of these in my avatar so I can write it off as a marketing expense. Like we've gone too far. <laughs> that's actually an interesting idea. Now, now we're actually talking my language. That, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You just assumed that I didn't have a plan and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> oh, man. I can already tell this is going to be a fun night. All right. Let me uh, let me set the stage here a little bit. We're going to talk through the WNBA pack drop that happened on Friday. We're going to talk about the craziness of the NFT market in general. And then, of course, with Adam and Mike on, we're going to talk through some fantasy football stuff. And we are going to talk about the owners club. That is, we're just just over a week away from the owners club. So for those of you that have not yet joined the discord, follow it on Twitter at TOCNFT. Go to toc.otmnft.com. Sign up for an account if you have not already. 
going to be a lot of stuff coming your way over the course of the next week. We've got the Discord up and running now, answering a bunch of questions in there, making sure that everybody is prepared for the drop next Tuesday at 5 p.m. And yes, we will we'll talk more about that later on in the program. But first, we got to start with some some top shot talk. I think that it was it was pretty exciting week last week with the WNBA dropping. Uh, I know that I was in line to get a pack, and then ended up. I do this sometimes. I got in line and then I forgot and I never redeemed my pack. So I do not have a WNBA pack, but how about you, Justin? Did you get a pack? I do. I do. But I want to hear, I mean, I, I think, I think this is the best thing to happen to the WNBA since Levittown was touting DFS for the WNBA. Um, I mean, I, I love the stories. Like you could literally go to a WNBA game and if you cheer hard enough, you can get a scrub to play just so then it can impact your, you know, DFS lineups. Uh, I'm excited. Now we get the opportunity you go by a moment, a couple of moments for a WNBA player. Maybe you get her a few extra playing minutes. You can then sell those. Like, gosh, the amount of manipulation that you can do is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there there was a time, I think. I mean, I haven't played this year, and I didn't really play much last year. But there was a time maybe two and a half seasons ago, I guess, or one and a half seasons ago, where I really don't think that anybody, maybe like 50 people in the world are following WNBA closer I mean, I, I had, I didn't have Instagram. I only had a burner account so I could go on these girls' Instagram pages and see if they were taking pictures <laughs> with like a cast on their leg or something like that because there's no injury updates really. So yeah, I mean, that was, that was for DFS. I, I find it hard to believe that there's as much money in Top Shot WNBA as there was in WNBA DFS, but I could be wrong there. I, I have no idea, but, but yeah, that was, I mean, it was the best. Those were, those were good times. I was actually in Vegas for the World Series. And it was also MLB All-Star break, and I knew the action would be good in WNBA. So I drove an hour to California and got my WNBA lineups in and then drove back each way. That was that was good times, too. I remember beating you, Levitan, in a 1K, one of the yeah. very first WNBA slates, thanks to John Quell Jones. So, Yeah. No, we both had John Quell. You, you, had, <laughs> you had some other dust ball that got there. <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys saw like the release and stuff. And I think it was Asia Wilson was kind of the headline. Um, and I, I think from an overall perspective, like it's great to have because, you know, like, there's no reason that we should only have NBA. Uh, it is a growing product. And I think, you know, you have such a strong relationship between the NBA and WNBA. And I think from a player's associations, like it was just a nice transition. Um, I think overall it was well received by the community. It's never obviously going to be anywhere near as popular as Top Shop, but I think it's just fantastic to for people that are interested in it to have that option and uh, we'll continue to see it kind of grow. I want to, I'm looking at this Sue bird serial number seven right now. eyeing it up. Looks pretty, looks pretty low to me. Sue bird top shot debut. I mean, I did see that you have started aping back into top shot. Do you want to talk about that? What kind of drove this? I know early days you were active, but then you kind of, uh, you know, started doing other stuff and, I'm real sporadic, as you might have seen today with the goons. I kind of, I generally, when I get in, I like to get in on a few really good moments or, you know, rare NFTs, whatever I'm doing, just because I feel like it's the best use of my time, you know, rather than gobbling up like tons. And I was the same way when I was, you know, doing physical sports trading cards too. You know, I kind of like rather focus on the rare stuff. So I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, it just kind of, two to four weeks ago, it just seemed like the NFT buzz was coming back. And I was like, you know, it seems like this is a good time to get back into top shot, you know, before it, it circles back over here. And we saw with Bitcoin too, you know, sometimes the best time to buy was when after the dip and it was quiet for a long time, but stable, 
you know, and I felt like that's kind of what we had with Top Shot. So I didn't get back in too crazy, but I got a nice Zion moment that's gone up quite a bit. One of the his block, you know, his rookie debut block. Um, it's not the best set of, but it's a it's a rare Zion. And then got in a DeAndre Aiden, pretty good serial on his Top Shot debut legendary. Yep, I saw that one looked nice. Um, and then TJ, I want to throw one question because I saw someone DM me about this earlier too. Uh, and then Matt asked a good question. I think it's worth discussing just from a larger macro perspective. Do you guys think that the WNBA drop was a negative for the overall top shot market since they somehow snuck in a pretty big moment supply during the off season? And uh, I think the general kind of idea was here. And TJ, you were saying it before as you felt that the lack of supply, the kind of pause on releasing a moments is what kind of also had an impact on the increase in market. And I guess my reaction here is, yeah, it's possible, but if we're just expecting that the market's always going to down, go down every time they release moments, then that's not a strong enough market because we know that over time they're going to continue to release moments, A, from an engagement, B, from like a, it's a business that makes money and such. Um, and so I think it was a good kind of test. I don't think that at the end of the day, WNBA, moment, WNBA moments should uh, threaten the rest of the market. And if they do, then that was way too fragile of a market to begin with. Um, and it would have probably, you know, taking a, a dip or a decline with anything else. So uh, that, that's kind of my macro thought there, but um, uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, you guys got, got, got a wild chat. chat. I'm sorry. Wild yeah. chat. Wild chat. What the heck? Well, um, they're, they're gone now. Yeah, we got, we got the spammers gone now. Get them out of here. Good job, Coop, running down the block button. But... Yeah, so I did get a pack though. I was I was disappointed in my pack though. I didn't get a very good pack. This this happened. Oh, I don't know if you were on the one level town, but it happened to Club Top Shot one night, and they just they just kept going. Yeah. Uh, so good good luck, Coop. Um, you're gonna fight a good fight, and we're just gonna keep trying to ignore it. Yeah. So, um, what's what's your best WNBA moment, Justin? How about should we open a pack? I haven't. I, I saved my. You I mean, know, I saved oh, my packs for uh for these kind of shows. Yeah, let's do right. it. I love it because uh, I'm going to need you, especially love it. But I guess both of you. I didn't know you were actually playing the WNBA streets, Leone. I was. I uh, help out my my buddy Glenn who plays, kind of set up some WNBA projections and stuff. So. Uh, I don't. I don't grind the day to day. I'm like the here's, here's a spreadsheet you guys can use. He shows up for the <laughs> he shows up for the one k four man. <laughs> you heard it was really. I small told you deal. I don't get up for these small stakes like grinding lots of content. You give me a one k four man. I'm in. I believe Tommy G was in that. So this was a long time ago. As I yeah. said, soft field. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. I did not see that. But that's okay. So who do you want? Asia, Sue Bird, uh, Inascu, whose name I'm pretty sure I just butchered. I really, yeah, like this is a, these are a group that I definitely need to increase my knowledge on. Um, did not get into the WNBA streets. I think I've watched a couple games. Um, I, we'll start off. We're going to go left to right. You guys tell me how I did. All right. Chelsea she reminds Gray. me of a, uh, she reminds now? me of Bar Baron Davis, Baron Davis clone. I have NBA comps for every WNBA player, so just ask me. That that's Baron right. Davis. Top shot oh, debut. Let's get a good cereal somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Total oh. total dust oh. bench player. Yeah, yeah that's that's. 
Uh, I think there were sound issues. How are you guys doing? I can hear you. I, I hear you fine. I don't hear the you know the the top shot okay. noise, but uh, Brianna Jones, Chelsea yes. Gray. What do we have? Chelsea Gray is Baron Davis, good player, but not a superstar. And Brianna Jones is total dust off the bench. All right, so we're finishing strong. Number three, here we go. I got this moment. Yeah, I, this I think is, she's just a role player shooter. Yeah, this is like Kyle Korver at best. I mean, way to play the just race car, just pulling out the white boy shooting the three <laughs> to go. Okay, maybe uh, Nick Young. All right, I like that. I see a little, yeah, there you go. That's fresh. A little YOLO in that game. <laughs> All right, I mean, but I think there it is. I think for most people who are opening those packs, other than maybe one or two players, like they're all kind of new names. So it's kind of an opportunity then to say like, hey, get to know them, figure out if they're actually good or not, you know, how they compare. Um, it's interesting. So uh, I would say I haven't seen all the packs. I don't know what's available in the packs, but that has to be one of the worst possible outcomes I've ever seen. <laughs> and that has to be like a 1% outcome of that pack. I know Miko is tilting because he got three of the same moment. And I was like, Amico, you of all people got to understand the, the <laughs> randomness here at play of this. I'm looking at the market price just, just based on the, the highest, lowest asks. Asia Wilson is by far the highest, which I'm not like super, super. There, there's, a re there's a reason for that. Uh, that's because she was airdropped to new accounts and you initially needed that moment to be guaranteed one of these packs. Um so I think it's just uh, a lot of people who are new to Top Shot have that account. So you have lower actual supply, less listings, and fewer listings. Got and so it. But yeah, Sabrina Tarazi makes sense. Sue Bird, I feel like, is underpriced. Brianna Stort just won MVP of like three different things in one season. So yeah, before Brianna blew out her knee, she was, I mean, on pace to be the best ever, maybe. And, and Sue Bird, I would consider more like Steve Nash. I think Tarasi would be, I don't know if Tarasi is in here at all, but yeah, Tarasi is like the Kobe of WNBA. I would, I would consider Tarasi a better player for sure than Sue Bird. I'm loving this just cross uh, comparison. Great way to do it. I, I, I actually now I'm like, oh, okay, so I know how you play in the game and it makes sense. Like, yeah. Brought on the had... WNBA expert for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's talking about Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner is one of the only ones who dunks in games. So I guess it looks like one of her moments is an actual dunk. I mean, Brittany Griner is like legit 6'8", um, like really talented, can shoot, shoots 85, 90% from the free throw line also. So yeah, I mean, Brittany Griner, I would think kind of like uh, maybe a skinnier Joel Embiid, uh, but she's, I, I would think that a dunk would be super rare because nobody dunks except for Griner. Yep, I feel that. Okay, I know these people came for all the WNBA talk, so uh, <laughs> glad we uh, gl glad we. I actually learned uh, more than I expected, so well done on that. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. I think I think it'll be cool too. Like you said, I think that. I mean, for me, Top Shot got me paying attention to the NBA a bit more, and I've paid pretty much zero attention to the WNBA to date, and and this will give me some motivation to would, to figure you go out to, what's going on. Would you go to a game if they said they were having like one of the Top Shot booths and it was in your local city? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Dude. We be went awesome. to the uh, Aces, Aces versus Sun game in Vegas. It was one of the best experiences that uh, I've ever had in a game. It was so, 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 so fun. Uh, it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 
coach of the aces were just screaming at him the whole time to put asia back in the game he only played asia for like three quarters of the game uh and then he got her in at the end they ended up winning it was great <laughs> and you had her in dfs right uh i think we I, we were even playing dfs because we couldn't in nevada but we uh we um we were betting on the aces there you go yeah wait was that the crazy shot at the end that game no 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 i know oh. what you're thinking of but no Keep your keep your WNBA knowledge in the spreadsheets, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan doing God's work in the chat. Hit the like button, people. Love to yeah. see it. Good of a, good for Coop. Seems like Coop's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well. All righty, let's. Uh, shall we transition into some some football? Oh yeah. yes. I mean, we got the we got the football guys themselves on here. We might as well talk about this. Let's uh, let's set the stage here. So I think most of the people that that are on the show have probably started to, to hear about what we're doing at Own the Moment with the Owners Club. But just to give everyone kind of the, the quick overview for those of you that maybe missed last week's show or have not been caught up in the Discord, next Tuesday, 5 p.m., we will be doing an NFT drop for the Owners Club. And so what this is is a new NFT-based fantasy football game that we will be rolling out here at Own the Moment. You will be able to purchase NFTs. These NFTs can be either purchased in the form of a pack in which you will get five NFTs. Those will cost $200, or you can buy single NFTs that will cost $50 each. If you are in a pack, you will get one of each position. So how the NFTs work, they're each reflective of a city or team and then a position. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, special teams. How this will work in the game is that the NFTs will get fantasy points in accordance to how that team performs on Sunday. So if you have the, the example I use is Philadelphia wide receiver NFT, you play that in your lineup, you then get fantasy point credit for all Philadelphia wide receivers from that given week. And I think at some point later, Justin will dive more deeply into the exact scoring settings and all of that, but that's kind of the, the high level game. And then, you know, not only do you have the game, but you have the buying and selling on the secondary marketplace We've got some other cool giveaways, experiences, et cetera, that will be given as, as to people that are members of the club over the course of the season. And we're, we're really excited for this. And hopefully you guys will all uh, enjoy the product. And we're, we're really dedicated, as Adam kind of alluded to. We wanted to do something different with this, this NFT project, add some sort of utility gaming aspect to it. And uh, yeah, Justin, anything to add? Yeah, appeal. no, and end of the day, contests are free, prizes are real. We're looking at up to a million dollars in prizes. And then uh, I think the most exciting is so for the main event, which is the main tournament, you submit a five card, you submit five cards. Each week, whoever wins that will qualify for an all expenses paid trip to Miami to compete in a live final where we'll have uh, 16 of us and uh, the weekend uh, right after New Year's Eve to uh, have a big old party and uh, a 16 person live final for the first time in, uh, you know, NFT history. So pretty punk. Yeah. I mean, anything, but another ripoff of punks, just, just anything, but another punk ripoff. I mean, it's enough already. No, it's cool. You're being so salty. The, uh, dude, don't get me started. I'm so, I'm so salty. The, uh, the, the idea that you can get NFTs that you can use for fantasy is just like, I mean, it sounds so awesome. So, so yeah, I, I'm 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 here for for this idea. Buying and holding like the top shot stuff, I get bored really, really quickly, and so uh, I'm I'm much more here for this. And I'll even buy, like, uh, 
I said, I'll buy someone in Buffalo chicken wings. The first, first person to have all the Buffalo team fully assembled via NFTs. We'll go to Duff's or somewhere. So that. that's, yeah. that's a big time incentive there. I mean, like, we don't want to tip our hand, but we've definitely talked about like, there's going to be ways to incentivize as well as like the collecting aspect. Um, so for example, Hey, if you own all the Buffalo ones, maybe you qualify for some kind of giveaways for jerseys and such that are only for Buffalo because there's the actual fans. Um, so I think that's some cool stuff there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, like to what Adam was saying, and I, I was just talking to Dave Matic about this on a pod earlier today, yesterday, I don't know, time flies. Um, I'm like getting rid of all my season long leagues because I just don't have the time or like the desire to really do, deal with the waivers and all that. But like with the TOC, with TOC, you get the opportunity to kind of still take that, you know, season long speculation. You believe that the Miami Dolphins, the Miami wide receivers are going to have a fantastic year. Get ahead of the game, start investing in them early, go to the secondary market, buy 10 while they're cheap. And then week six, seven, eight, maybe they have a good schedule. They start doing really hot. You can flip that for two, three X maybe. And now you take some profit off the side and you might be free rolling. I think there's a huge opportunity for like the game within the game of just the secondary market and how you treat that from a collectibles and kind of flipping aspect uh, on top of the weekly contests. And I think with the positions grouped together too, there's going to be some edges early before people really get it sorted out where, you know, it deviates a little bit from like your seasonal fantasy draft. Mm -hmm. Um, just because some, we get some deep wide receiver groupings that I think are going to rack up, you know, a lot of points, but they might not have that one elite, one or two super elite wide receivers. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at kind of some projections I did looking at the groupings of positions and some of them are kind of, you know, interesting tight ends, like pretty low scoring overall, but the teams that pop at the top, it's more kind of teams that are utilizing multiple tight ends versus having a star and kind of interested to see how that plays out. If people, even though it's the team position, if they still put a value on like, Oh, I, you know, I want George Kittle because for the San Francisco right. 49ers, do I want that? Or do I want the collection of, you know, Tampa Bay tight ends that collectively are going to do pretty well. And, and it's interesting from an upside perspective, like maybe across the season, you'd expect the bucks with the duo or trio to score, you know, to score more, but do they have that weekly upside that maybe the you know 49ers do have from a tight end perspective? I'm not sure. But um, I, I think that'll be an interesting dynamic that we'll see, you know, how it plays out. All right. Well, definitely want to get into more of the strategy talk, but this is the, the question that keeps coming up, gas, et cetera. So let me just break that down quickly for everyone. So this is going to be built on Polygon. Because of that, there will be no gas fees as a part of the original purchase of the packs or the NFTs. You'll be able to purchase them directly from the TOC website using either a credit card, PayPal, or ETH. If you are purchasing with a credit card or PayPal, you will have a maximum of five packs that you can purchase, so $1,000 maximum. If you are purchasing with ETH, it's essentially unlimited. I think we're capping it at 250 250 cards, so no one cards. can have more than 1% of the initial sale. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think anyone needs to buy that many anyways, but so no gas there. When you get to the secondary marketplace, that is where there will be gas fees just as anything on. Oh, actually, no, they're going to be tiny gas fees. Yeah, because it's, it's on, on the secondary marketplace, on. it's going to be open C. So your gas fees will be, have to be maybe converting from, you know, ETH to WEATH. Um, and uh, because I don't, I don't really think you use credit card there. So that's the kind of gas you have to pay is just the conversion but not for the actual purchase. Right. Um, 
I tried to buy something for $65 on OpenSea today and the gas was going to be $2,600. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Crazy. So, uh, but yeah, we won't have to worry about that. And then I know there are a ton of questions right now. Uh, highly recommend go to the Discord. In the Discord, we have a questions and answers. Uh, TJ, Coop, and I have all been in there for the past couple hours kind of answering some there, and we will continue to do that tonight, tomorrow. Uh, so if your question didn't get answered, do feel, feel free to throw it in there, and we'll try to get it answered uh, after the show. Yep, go ahead and check that out. I just wanted to, to mainly call that. I see even more specific questions. We'll answer them all in the Discord. I don't think we need to go through every single individual question here. But the bottom line is, the high level is that we are doing everything that we can on our end to have little to no gas on this because the whole point is for it to be a highly liquid market so that people can be adjusting their teams accordingly and the gas would just completely ruin that experience. So that is uh, the intention behind why we've built it this way on Polygon. Yep, that sounds good. Um, let's go over scoring and then we can go into the little game that, uh, Leone helps helping to set up. Um, Perfect. so for those people that are in the discord, you can see in the rules and scoring, um, we have added the scoring, uh, system. I know some people wanted to kind of get ahead of the game and started like, you know, um, you know, going into their, maybe Excel, maybe in there crunching the numbers. Um, in general, the entire offense is all scoring is all the same. So doesn't differ by passing. I mean, doesn't differ by position. Um, all passing touchdowns are six. All rushing, receiving, six points. Uh, there are no points per reception, zero. A lot of this was done so that we make sure that the quarterback position, the running backs, the wide receiver position, when we took a historical average, they actually all averaged out to within about a point of each other with this system. So just zero PPR and six points per touchdown. Um, so I think that's a positive so that when you do consider, you know, for the two person, the side hustle where you can choose any two positions, it's not like one position is going to be substantially more high demand. Um, tight ends and defenses. So tight ends is normal scoring. Uh, the I think it makes the more elite tight end groups a bit more valuable. Um, and then the, the bottom of it is just, you know, uh, you know, a little more that much more important to really try to get some of the better tight ends. Uh, and then defenses, um, we've added a bit, it's fairly traditional scoring. However, points allowed is boosted up a little. So for shutouts, you get 15, one to six is 10 and so forth. Uh, and this just gives a little additional extra weighting to those defenses, gives them a bit more upside if you did want to try to play one or try to you know get a bit of a better team or a better matchup for that day. Does that all make sense? Any questions there? No, I think that makes a lot of sense. You said historically the positions were within a point of each other, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Did I catch that right? Correct. Yes. Yep. Interesting. I have a little bit more gap in my overall projection. So I wonder if that's the way the league's trending or if I'm off a little looks bit. Like, looks like we lost Justin. But yeah, I mean, so that was the, the the reason for no PPR is because if we added full PPR wide receivers would have just everything would have been so obliterated with wide receivers that that's would have been all that really mattered so that yeah. was the you know I know that people I know that standard leagues are dead yada 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 definitely agree in more normal formats but I think in this sense it it makes sense and it, it it'll just even things out better across the board we don't want to skew too highly to one position over another yeah the wide receivers would get pretty crazy otherwise and I think, I mean, I don't know what your projections ended up, but I think it was on average about 23 points uh, per position for those three, for QBs, running backs, and wide receivers, give or take a point. 
Yep, I'm pretty close there. I'm light on running backs, but that might just be my anti-running back bias there, you know? It'll be interesting too, because it's, I mean, I know while you're doing like full projections and it goes all the way to your kind of second, third string, um, I do wonder like when it actually plays out, how much are those second, third string, or maybe the ones you're not even accounting for still getting those plays. And maybe it is just across the season, the the pass run split. And we're trying to, you know, we think it, it is becoming more of a pass friendly league and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting, though. There's definitely some nuances. Someone in the chat said I'm about to go full nerd on it. I, I've got some nerd comments, but I'm going to save it for the game we've got set up. All right, so I'm going to introduce this game. Um, and then I know Leone probably, from figuring out the answers to the game, uh, has some fun takeaways or some, some fun tidbits he'll give us. But what we're going to do is go through each of the positions. And so Leone took his uh, proprietary projections, crunching of the numbers, and uh, using this scoring system, taking a look at the different position groups, uh, Adam and I are going to guess who we think are the top three scoring based off projections, uh, which you know teams for each of these position groups. Love it. Love that it. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Adam, I don't know. Uh, I don't what know. What position are we starting with? Let's start with QB. I think uh, I think QB and tight end. Uh, Let's start with QB. I think QB is going to be pretty straightforward, but uh, I'm going to give you. We'll. Uh, what's the best format here? Teach. Does he go three? I go three. We rotate. Yeah, I, th I think he gives his three, and then uh, his reasons okay. why, and then you give your three. Okay. So the top three top scores at quarterback. Six points per touchdown. Yeah. Okay. So obviously Patrick Mahomes would be first. And remember, it's teams. Not that yes. it really matters, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, also, yeah, I would say injury rates on Mahomes might be slightly lower than some of these other guys, but I don't know. Maybe not. But yeah, Kansas City quarterback would be one. I think Buffalo quarterback would be two. I actually think if Trubisky got in there for Buffalo, they'd probably be okay. I don't think they'd run as much of a pass-heavy scheme, but I think they still would. And then three... Uh, I really, I, I really liked Lamar a lot this year until he's had so many injuries around him. I do think Marquise Brown is going to be fine. I think Bateman only back in reasonable time. It's still not great though, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say Baltimore quarterbacks. I don't know if you guys played preseason and all, but this dude, Tyler Huntley is a baller and also McSorley who had hurt his back uh, can play also. So I'll say, I'll say Baltimore quarterbacks as my third. All right. So I like those. I 100% agree in the top two. Um, I was initially thinking Baltimore, too, obviously considered Arizona. Um, but I'm going to go wild card here. I'm going to go with Dallas as my third. And uh, thinking maybe that six point per TD uh, pulls, pulls Dallas up a little. So I've got Arizona as the third. You know, the first wow. two are, are Casey and, and then Buffalo. I've got Arizona as the third in our base projections, but there's some data with Dallas from last year that it's hard to tell how much to wait. You know, they would just went so nuclear with Dak, but also as Levitan points out, they had some games that are unlikely to repeat when Dak was in there. And then they were so bad without Dak. So like, if I was personally doing like manual ranks, I would have put Dallas third, but we have by the math, Arizona third. Um, All right. Call that yeah, one. Not, but they, there's not too much nuance at the quarterback position. Cause you're, yeah. you're pretty much projecting guys to play the whole year there. Yeah. Where do you have new Orleans? I have New Orleans right now. Well, I guess that's interesting. Does Taysom Hill count? Mm -hmm. as, yep. Even when, so, I've got New Orleans 
you know, like 10th then, or like, and that might be even a little, little light. I'm, I'm a little skeptical on Jameis's individual fantasy upside. I'm probably a little bit more skeptical than the market, but if you're going to be able to get Jameis and Taysom points, like we know Taysom's going to mix in a little bit here and there that, that it's, it's kind of clustered real tightly in the middle. So that basically moves him from like 20th to 10th, being able to add that upside. Yeah, it's interesting. And then, so for people curious, we, um, the position, uh, each player's position will be designated by our scoring provider. We will provide that after each week and as much as possible before the weeks as they change. For the most part, we don't think there's going to be any confusion. Occasionally, I'm concerned about like a Cordero Patterson who is, shows up on the roster sometimes as a running back wide receiver. Um, but we'll try to be as transparent as possible. At the end of the day, we'll default all decisions to our stat provider um, for those. Chat seems to be in general agreement. I think we've got also some honorary mentions for Green Bay in the chat with with six point passing touchdowns. Which uh, <laughs> I know I, I know over at ETR you guys are all yeah. about the the running QBs, but we've got some Green Bay. I think he's gonna. Chat, I so. think he's. I think you're just gonna see more of a running game this year. I think last year it was all about getting him that MVP. He had so many touch to passing touchdowns from inside the five. We're just throwing it up to Devontae, and it's just not going to be necessary this year. And uh, you know. I don't think he's going to have that burn the world down perspective that he had last year. I think he'll maybe even just play it safe and say like, Hey, I want to protect my body so I can get that next contract. Narrative street. All the narratives. Any mm-hmm. final right, comments? We'll... Let's move, let's move on to, you yeah, want, to do tight, want to do tight end next and save the, we'll save running back and wide receiver for the end. Cause they're probably the okay. interesting ones. Let's All do right. tight end. I'll go first this time. Uh, Kansas city. I think pretty clear. Uh, Oakland, I think again, even though it's not PP, even though there's no PPR, uh, I still am throwing it enough up there. Uh, but then I'm going to go with Atlanta and, uh, I'm thinking maybe, maybe you got the Hayden Hurst is going to maybe bump up enough to go with the Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think there's the upside there. I love that Tampa answer, um, because you do have a lot of options there, but I just don't think it's enough to bring it up to the top three. Um, throw it over to Adam. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say San Francisco and, and you know, and there's outcomes where San Francisco just crushes so hard this year and George Kittle's targets are more muted than I think what many are expecting. But, man, I mean, it's hard not to say San Francisco when so fewer guys can separate. I'll also go with Detroit. I mean, their wide receiver core is humiliating right now. I think DeAndre Swift will catch plenty of passes, but, man, it's going to be hard for Hawkinson not to catch a bunch and then and then i'll go back to baltimore i mean god you know these are your top three overall no justin just took the top three well yeah if you agree with me okay okay i mean obviously obviously i agree with kelsey what kind of show is this well you're the one who on our show tried to get me to guess who was the number one overall quarterback and then told me you didn't want to hold the ball (laughs) I think that you can make a case for a lot of different quarterbacks to be number one. I thought maybe you actually had a conviction that Dak was going to throw it 65 times every game again this year. I mean, playing the probabilities, it's going to be. All right. So top three. K- top- we got, I've got Casey. Yeah. Yep. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. And then third, super tight. I actually do slightly have Tampa Bay just ahead of Atlanta and San Francisco in a virtual tie. Atlanta's also got, you know, not only do you have Pitts, but expecting them to run a lot of dual tight end with Hayden Hurst as well. 
Yeah. So, but it's like, I mean, like it's like 0.1 difference Tampa Bay over those. So those three are like really tight Tampa Bay, Atlanta, San Francisco, and then it drops off to new England. And I mean, this isn't a best ball show, but like it shows why I was drafting so much OJ Howard, like in the 18th or 20th. Um, if Gronk gets hurt with how old he is. And even if he doesn't, there's still an opportunity for, you know, OJ Howard to just have a substantially larger, better season. Um, Did it- and- did anybody say New England? Because, I mean, in theory, they could have both their tight ends on the field every single play. Yeah, my New England stuff, you know, I think it's, as it trends more to Mac Jones, I might have to, you know, continue to tweak it a little bit more aggressively. But have New England, you know, the next team after those kind of yeah. clear top five, and they probably would jump in there if I had them a little bit more pass happy. Last year was such a disaster that, you know, we kind of manually tweaked some of that data, but – they were just so crazy run heavy last year that, and they do kind of have a lot of target competition, even though those guys will be on the field. So it's, it's a tricky well, situation. It was last year target competition. There was only 18 passes and like, it doesn't matter how much percent share of like the targets you had, it was still nothing. Uh, if I knew that Mac was playing the entire year, I'd be so much more confident in that entire offense. Um, I hope he does. I don't know. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the fun positions. I'm assuming we're not, we're, not doing def- we're not doing defense, right? Like, uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have. I don't have them. Yeah. So. Okay. Good. Yeah. I was like, that, that would be kind of pointless. I did wide let's, receiver uh, and running back, but all right. Let, let's do running back first, and then we'll save wide receiver for the end because I think wide receiver is the most dynamic here. I think well, running back interesting. This, probably interesting, probably this is interesting. Too. This is very interesting. So Levitan, I guess this is back to you. Your top three. It doesn't have to be a bold <laughs> call there. Who do you think's top three team running back scoring standard standard scoring? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the Vikings would definitely be in there because Madison, I think is going to project reasonably. And even if Dalvin got hurt, Madison would be really, really strong. I think Dallas in standard scoring with the amount of touchdowns that they score. And I do think they will be more run heavy uh, around the goal line this year. They get their offensive line back. And another reason I'm a little bit, lower on Dak than I think Leonia maybe the market is is just more of run heavy scripts with the offensive line with Zeke allegedly in shape and so I'll say Dallas and then I guess I have to say McCaffrey I mean McCaffrey's projection is just so far above everybody else's that even him not ceding any work to anyone else uh would have him up there for me so yeah I would say Carolina Minnesota and Dallas guys this is great content I have three different teams all right. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, you got Chubb. You got Hunt. You got a team that wants to run the ball. You've got one of the best O-lines. Um, got to throw them up there. Uh, similar situation, Colts. Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, whoever you're also throwing out there with Marlon Mack or so forth. Um, another team that we think they're going to be a strong offense. We know they have a strong defense. If they can just stay ahead, uh, I think they're going to run the ball a bunch. Uh, and then third is a wild card, um, but this is more about on the offense in San Francisco. Um, and I think, you know, we're not drafting them up there because just the you know ambiguity, not really knowing what's going on. And, uh, but I think most air and sermon or whoever, uh, that team just wants to run. So it's very tight, but what's interesting is I do not have Carolina in the top five when you throw out that full PPR scoring yeah. because like you lose all the reception ability and also McCaffrey's like you know, over the base projection, at least he's like 95% of their running back points. So as high as he's going to score, there's not a lot of running back points elsewhere that might sound 
somewhat hypocritical because the team I do have in the top three that no one said is Tennessee. You know, Derrick Henry just crazily no built for yeah. the, the standard scoring. Um, just the pure rushing yardage and rushing touchdown upside for Henry gets him there. Another team I had in the top three that nobody said, the Green Bay Packers with a combination of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and um, just how efficient I expect that offense to be as a whole and, and funnel through to the running game. But again, it's really tight. And then um, Minnesota and Indianapolis were basically tied. Um, so you each got one. There. So I love this. You have Adam Lovatan, who basically has devoted his life to like, you know, DFS fantasy football. Uh, you have me, who basically has drafted thousands of best ball drafts and doing fantasy football. And neither of us could get two out of the top three for this. And I think that shows the dynamics of this game and how fun it's going to be for people to kind of figure out and, uh, you know, just making your bets on where things are going to go. Yeah. And if I was, you know, I, I think if you were looking at more ranges of outcomes, I think a team that you said and a team that Adam said that really are knocking on the door, Cleveland and Dallas, you know, if I was looking at kind of like the full range of outcomes, I think this ceiling there is really strong. We always have issues with Nick Chubb and projecting him because he's kind of an outlier, the mini Derrick Henry there. And then with Dallas, the Russian TD upside is just so, so massive there. Um, yeah. Zeke could run in 20. You wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm so unaccustomed to discussing things in, that aren't half PPR or full PPR. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I would have to actually sit down and think about non PPR. I mean, are there any boomers out there still not playing with half PPR or full PPR? <laughs> I just uh, saw someone in the chat say I haven't haven't thought about non PPR in five years. Right. Well, is, we really figured that there was a strong. Don't think about how much it changes it. Yeah. There was a strong 80 year old market that's kind of overlapped in NFTs and 1960 fantasy football, and we really wanted to target <laughs> that market. The other one that's like kind of the same reasoning for why we're low on Carolina with McCaffrey, but have the Giants really low with Saquon where, again, he's getting almost all the points and you take away his catches and like there's a lot of downside um, there. I I could see him being pretty overvalued to start or, or the New York Giants running back card being overvalued. I can see that. I mean, the closest thing I've done to this is think about who's going to potentially win like the rushing title where you don't include Christian McCaffrey, you don't include Saquon. You're really just thinking about who are the ones that are on the ground. And you're, a lot of it is thinking about more from a team dynamic stance, which teams want to run. Yeah. I, I mean, and you hold these forever, right? Like it's not just a one season you hold the card for. You hold the cards Forever, so you hold right? you hold the card forever. The card will have future utility around the club ass access. The cards are only good to play in contests this year. Oh, Basically, we need some way to fund these contests. So next year, you buy new cards, then we can fund the payouts and the million dollar stuff. Yeah, got it. Because I was going to say, if if you had them forever, then there would be some element of oh well, I want to be one with strong coaches or whatever, or strong organizations and stuff like that. But because running backs yeah. are just going to churn out so fast. But yeah, I get it. One year, I, I do think that like you know when we get out of beta um, in in V two, we'll call it. Uh, you could we could make like a dynasty more dynasty style format, and uh, it'd probably be separate cards, separate game, ones that are specifically meant to be that long term. Um, and I think that would be a really uh, interesting addition. But I know TJ is literally wanting to kill me right now at adding more to the product and the strategy roadmap. So Adam loves playing Dynasty. So 
He'll be. I mean, he likes to, you know, think about holding up his money, tying up his money for long-term dynasty fantasy football. He likes to, you know, just really grind the waivers and just all the prospect stuff. So yeah, exactly. Right up his alley. <laughs> but here, when you're done with the league and you're like, you know what, I don't want to do this dynasty anymore. You sell it. You flip it on the secondary market, and when you're back in in a month, you come back in. It's great. Now we're talking exactly. <laughs> Leone sold me on a best ball dynasty league in which there's constant oh waivers and and trade windows. It was supposed to be best ball. Let's get out of here. Guy comes in, just takes first or takes second place or something year one, and just complains the whole time. Yeah, that's part of the bit. Just to win and complain. That's 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 part of it. Just rubs it in, just salt in the wound. Everyone else, like this guy doesn't even enjoy that he's beating us. Um. All right, All right here I'm we just, go. Yeah, Five receivers. Okay. Uh, so my strategy here was let me just think of the quarterbacks that I think are going to throw a ton of touchdowns and then remove people like Kansas City where the tight end's eating a lot. Uh, so starting off, going back to the well with what I had with quarterback, I'm going to go Cowboys. Uh, so many options there. You've got, what, two guys being drafted in the – third round even gallops in like the seventh uh and then maybe cedric wilson probably eats a little too like there just a lot there similar similar thought process is the bucks you got mike evans you got chris godwin you got antonio brown uh maybe scotty miller gets some there as well but uh just like the idea of how much you know how efficient that offense is going to be and the last one is uh hometown for leone uh the bills um a lot of options there. Just more of that. I think that the Bills are going to continue to just be so pass heavy and such a highly efficient offense. Uh, so yeah, that's Tampa, that's Dallas, and that's Buffalo. Yeah, I mean Dallas is a no brainer. I mean, you know, I think Schultz and Jarwin are both fine, but they're not going to take too too much. And the receiver talent is so outrageous. That one's a no brainer. The way Buffalo is playing, I think they're a no brainer. For my third, God, I think you can make a case for the Bengals wide receivers because they have no tight end production whatsoever. Remains to be seen how much Joe Mixon's going to get in the past game. I think they're going to rack up a lot of catches. I don't know about a lot of touchdowns, though, and I keep reverting back to this boomer, no PPR (laughs) format. So I'm going to say for my third... I'll still say Seattle. I know there's been some Bible narrative talk between Russell Wilson and Gerald Everett. I don't know if I buy that too much. I do think they'll play faster. I do think that DK and Lockett can both score like 10, 11, 12 touchdowns each this year. And I know they don't really have a third that we project very well. I do think people are underestimating Eskridge a little bit maybe, but I'll say Seattle for the third. All right, so... Herzig hit the trifecta, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Dallas. And with Tampa Bay, they're kind of like the opposite with the standard scoring. You know, I don't know if Brady will necessarily rack up completions, but like really high yards per attempt. They have, I think, one of the highest average team totals across this season. Last I checked, if you just average out their weekly, the weekly lines and the team total. So, and then Buffalo is like way ahead of everybody (laughs) else. It's just, the pass rate for them is crazy. They have receivers on the field at all times. They barely use running backs. They barely use the tight end position. They're way ahead. 
it's clustered with Dallas is close to some other teams. Again, I think like our base base projections on Dallas are a little light, but we've got a pretty high upside case for them over at ETR, uh, which keeps them pretty high in our ranks. Cause I think they could just be absolutely explosive, but you know, just even tempering that though, they, they come in third. Um, Adam, you were right with Cincinnati. Like the, if it was PPR, they'd probably get up there because, but it's a lot of their value is driven by pass attempts. A lot of, you know, the Steelers value is driven by these short eight out racking up catches, you know, that aren't going to matter as much. So the Steelers and the Bengals definitely get hurt in this scoring system a little bit. Kansas city's high, but with so much going to Kelsey, they're not like all the way high. I'm trying to see if there's anyone that's like super surprising. I'm probably a little bit lower on San Francisco than the market might be. Um, I do think they're like a fit for standard scoring just because big plays and touchdowns just worried that the, the overall team pass volume might not be there and it's going to be really condensed onto a few guys. So IU Debo like their upside cases for redraft, but yeah, as a total team, there's some teams that just get deeper at the wide receiver position and it adds up. Where do you have Rams? I saw a couple people in chat say that, and I was considering them as well. I have the Rams fourth actually. Yeah. Rams fourth, Arizona fifth, Green Bay sixth, Seattle and KC seventh. The Rams is a good one. I mean, because you've got Cup and Woods going at the three four turn, and then you've got Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson who are going to split and and probably do well. And I think they're going to throw a little bit more in the red zone than they did last year with the upgrade to Stafford and also with losing Acres. Love it. Great breakdown there. So with all of this said, what, you know, if you guys could choose one, any position, one NFT, you automatically get it in your bag. Not a joker. What, uh, I what, what would your preference be? Oh man. Am I going to be boring or I think the biggest but problem... I think there's strategy here. There's, there's strong strategy here. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the biggest, Adam, you go first. What would you, I mean, you... I think you can apply some principles that we've talked a lot about in season long where having Chiefs tight ends would be a big edge over everybody else from a structural. Like if you were trading these things every week, in theory, you could go out and get yourself a really good matchup for your quarterback or whatever. I don't know the Kelsey stuff. I assume is going to be really expensive as long as he's healthy. So I don't know what the market's going to be like. Like every in one week, there could be like six good quarterback spots. And I assume that would depress the, the cost of, the NFT on the secondary market, but if there is, there's only one or two or three really good tight end spots every week and none are going to touch Kelsey in projection most likely. Yeah. I've got Kelsey with the biggest gap over like from one to two. If you take the gap down to like the median expectation, then the bills wide receivers come and come a little bit closer. I'd probably take Kelsey if I had to choose one. I think I'd take bills wide receivers second. I thought about quarterback just because that's, you know, the injury rates are really low. So you're pretty safe having, you know, Mahomes for the entire season, right? If you if you think about that aspect of it and that he's not going to get hurt, whereas if Kelsey gets hurt, like the Kansas City tight ends, you know, go down and his injury rate's definitely higher than Mahomes is. But I'd probably go KC tight end and then Buffalo wide receiver is my top two. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think there's another small added dynamic is 
it is unlikely that there will be many tight ends being played in the side hustle, which is the two-card tournament, just because even the best tight ends are still probably, the most time, knocking out score like the top you know, wide receiver running backs, quarterbacks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see from a secondary market, does that bring down the price at all of the Kansas City tight ends? Uh, or is it just, you know, hey, the majority of the money is in the main event. That's where the live final is going to be. That's where people are really prioritizing. I think that's going to drive the prices. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting. All right. A couple of people have been spamming this in the <laughs> chat, so I have to ask you guys. You don't have to answer one way or another, but the people want to know. if you guys Tuesday at 5 o'clock, right? That's our – There it is. Next Tuesday, 5 o'clock. I'm, I mean, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in. Yeah, I'll be in. My uh, technical skills are probably about a one out of 10. If I can get down on the drop, I'm, I'm in. Uh, but man, I've had all kinds of problems and lost millions of dollars with my inability to, to actually like bridge across different chains and, and do a lot of different stuff. So, so yeah. One out of 10 is being generous. One out of 10 is being generous, yes. You're going to trigger TJ by using the word bridge. He I was just about to say, hours. I spent a lot of time today yeah. trying to bridge between ETH and Polygon, and then I wasted gas, and I was like, guys, I think I just cost this like $175. But, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. What That's a, a pack. What a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Could have been a pack. <laughs> oh, that'll cool, be fun. Cool. All right. I think that we've got some – Giveaways to do, Justin. We got to do some giveaways. We got to pump Ooh. some giveaways. We got to tell people. All um, I don't know if you have a yeah. slide for it, what but I'll do the prep. Yeah, let me. Uh, so let, let let's. We got to pump this first. Hold on a okay. second. Because people still have up. a week, and there's a yeah. some substantial opportunity there. Hundred percent. All righty, I am going to pull this up in just a second. And then Coop is. Oh, you're pulling up. Coop is still in the background. Um, going to be adding everyone that's been in chat to the wheel. We will be spinning and uh, uh, I think we'll let Coop tell us, but I think we're going to do uh, at least one NFT, uh, one TOC card to someone in chat and then another one for any of the people that were in the uh, early adopters in the Discord. Love it. All right. So first things first, we announced last week our, our partnership with Prize Picks. So you guys can go ahead, check them out, prizepicks.com, sign up, deposit with promo code OTM. You will get up to $100 deposit bonus, 100% on whatever you put in. Do keep in mind that is only eligible in certain states. So make sure that you check first that you're in an eligible state or, hey, find a friend that, that is in an eligible state and, and have them uh, help you out there. You can then go ahead, retweet this, follow at TOCNFT on Twitter, sign up for your account, hit us with a DM showing us a screenshot of your deposit. We will then be giving away five toc nfts that will go to, to five lucky winners and then we will be giving away one lebron james slash 35k moment to another winner so and go so ahead we have check that out one week to submit this um on next monday show we will be rolling the spin for it i believe you know we have not been promoting this too much we've been really heads down but uh, i think we only have around 20 or so people that have signed up uh one person i think his cousin signed up so he gets two entries uh, but there's a 25% chance of getting a card right now. Uh, so definitely I highly recommend if you are in one of the States that are able to do this or Canada, um, sign up for it and, uh, we'll get you, uh, in the drawing. Yep. And go ahead, check out prize picks. They, they got a really awesome thing going on there. And, you know, it's really kind of the, the simplest format of daily fantasy sports. So 
It's simply you against the projection. You can take over under on a bunch of different things, whether it's yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and just just you against the machine. How, how much do you think that a player is going to be projected for? And do you think that, that you can beat the system with prize picks? So go ahead, check them out. They got some awesome stuff going out there. And uh, if you make a deposit, make sure you get into this giveaway. And now let's get into the giveaways. Let's do it. What are we what are we gonna give away? We're doing two uh I think we're gonna do two different spins. And uh one of those each of them will be for a TOC card. Uh so we will take your name and then after the initial launch next week, um, we will gift a couple of the um you know ones that we're holding the side out um for these kind of giveaways. Let's do it up. All right, so we've got what one giveaway that is the the club level and coops. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe you already did. Okay, yeah. So, so one one for club level, one for chat. Perfect. Perfect. It's a big, big wheel for club level. So let's uh, let's get that purple wheel on up here. See what it looks like. Then everyone can make the jokes how you don't see your name on it because there's over a thousand of them. So of course you don't see your name on it. But if you joined the Discord before today, your name is on this shout out to producer coop just full-on grinding tonight if you go to prize picks you can make a bet on whether or not uh coop's computer is going to break as he tries to spin a thousand person wheel so yeah if it hasn't already broken i'm not sure what's going on there it is that slow computer up and running all right let's do it so is this, which one is this? This is for chat. This is chat. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hundred entries in chat. Spin that wheel, Coop. Shuffle, shuffle. He's shuffling. Four. I think the first person to win a giveaway of an VTOC, the, the tournament, the owner's club, <laughs> NFT, Jay Cameron. There we go. I, I, oh, because you're saying the TOC, the TOC like, so I got to stop. Yeah, yeah, the the OC. Um, Jay Cameron, congratulations! Send us a DM on Twitter, a Discord message, or something, and uh, after we have the official launch next week, you will have an extra TOC card. Congrats, okay, Jay Cameron. Now I think Coop is going to pull up the early the adopter, gold the gold level, the the owner's level, yeah. Oh, baby. Let's see. There's Jay Cameron still hanging around. Oh. I love it. Congratulations. Congrats, Jay Cameron. Shoot us a DM with your top shot. Or no, we don't need your top shot username. But shoot us a DM <laughs> anyways. Man, I'm so used to that. All right. 1,149 names. These are the early adopters. Thank you for joining early on. Thank you for uh, hopefully coming and watching the show. Coop, let's spin that wheel. I think it's broken. It's computer basic. It's probably still spinning. <laughs> how, how did you even get this many usernames into the wheel? This is impressive. Time Incorporated, number 8772. Congratulations. Congrats. Um, well, we can DM them on Discord yeah, exactly. directly. Okay. We're at an hour. This was fun. Alrighty, this was fun. Thank you guys very much. I know you're both super busy, especially this time of year with football coming up. So thank you guys for 
for taking the time to chat with us here tonight. Final words for the two of you. Yeah, looking forward to the game, man. So hopefully I can help Levitan get set up Tuesday night. And as I say that, I'm probably jinxing it and I'm going to have all sorts of uh, tech issues on my end. But no, I'm looking forward to the drop. I think it'll be a fun thing to do throughout the year. And I'm really interested to see how the secondary market dynamics end up turning out. I mean, I, I can't even get a bookshelf in my background to look right, <laughs> let alone secure a drop on the chain. But hopefully that I can figure it out and I'll be in the mix for sure. The 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 buying and holding uh, isn't for me, man. I need I need the action. So so I'm in it. I'm in it for the action. Well, okay. There's I think we said this. There's one more thing. There's the Thursday night app option where oh, we didn't, uh, talk, we didn't even talk about that. I know. Man. So just the cool dynamic where you can figure out, you can watch Thursday night game, decide whether or not you want to play those cards for the points. Tight end group for the Patriots for New England goes off for thirty points. You can decide to go to the secondary market and sell it, or play that as your as your uh, entry. So uh, there's there's some short term opportunities for you too get that uh that dfs deal there it is everybody needs that rush and uh, hopefully we'll give it to you guys here with the owners club coming to you in just over a week so stay tuned be a, a lot more information coming out over the coming days make sure you join the discord follow us on twitter all of that good stuff and uh, we'll be answering all of your questions over the next couple of days so we'll close out the show for tonight thanks everyone for joining us on behalf of justin mike Adam, and of course, producer group behind the scenes. I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.